welcome to Shonen Flop Chibi, a first impressions mini episode where we talk about the first chapter of the series we'll be covering in depth next week. I'm Jordan, and with me today, as usual, is my co-host, David. Say hi, David. Hi, David. Or as a ninja would say. What would a ninja say? Now you're getting it. Ah! Oh, yeah, I get it. I get it. You know, si- silent but deadly. No, no, wait, do that again. Uh, say hi, David. Hi, David. Or as a ninja would say. <laughs> Jordan, are you farting on the mic again? No, you killed me. Silent but deadly. Just like a fart, actually. <laughs> yes. Hey. Uh, all right. Enough about my middle school nickname. Hey, I, I remember I was like talking to Rachel and then I guess she shifted in a floorboard and made like a fart noise. And she was like, did you fart? And I was like, no. And she's like, I don't believe you. I'm like, listen, Rachel, would I deny if it was me? And she's like, you're right. <laughs> well, David, uh, Mr. Silent but Deadly, uh, what series are we covering this week? We are talking about Black Torch. And this is a very special one because this is our second ever Chainsaw Man level patron request. Thank you so much, Mr. Pterodactyl Ghost. I also want to say he is extremely based because he was like, I don't really care about suggesting a series. I just really like your show and supporting it. So this guy legit is, he has been a Chainsaw Man patron for four months. That's how much he enjoys supporting our show. You know what, David? I don't think he's a Chainsaw Man guy. I think he's a Chadsaw Man. We should just have like a Fujimoto tier where it's $100 a month and we say it's exactly the same as Chainsaw Man, but that's really, really shows that you're based. God, you know, I think when that second series comes out, when that second part comes out, we're just going to stop doing Shonen Flop and just do an entirely Chainsaw Man based podcast. Oh, we're definitely going to do like the Chainsaw Man Minute. <laughs> the Chainsaw Man page by page. That's going to be our podcast. I'd be down for that. Yes. But anyway. Pachita's pals. Yeah. yeah. Pachita's pals. The, when Pachita isn't on screen, everybody should be asking, where's Pachita? Now you're getting it. <laughs> That's going to definitely be his Pachita dressed like Poochie. Anyway, anyway, yeah, so this was written by Takaki Tsuyoshi, uh, and the run dates were David's birthday, yep. December 31st, 2016. I am seven years old. To July 11th, 2018, which was not David's or my birthday. Yeah. Oh, if you're listening and that was your birthday, let us know. We'll give you a shout out on the next episode. I guess we will. But it went for five volumes and 19 chapters. We just looking at that number. You mentioned this earlier, but this is a kind of a beachy situation where those chapters must be double length. If you get five fucking volumes out of 19 chapters, those are not like normal Shonen Jump length chapters. Yeah, but luckily or sorry. Let me not spoil ahead that this was a lot better than Peachy. I mean, that's not much of a spoiler because Peachy is fucking garbage. So at the very least, listener, it is not a complete trash fire, but that might also be a spoiler. Anyway, speaking of spoilers, let's go. I'm going to go into the fucking plot summary now. If you're cool with that, David. I'm always fucking cool with that. Yeah. So here we go. Jiro is a weird kid who gets bullied because he can talk to animals, which is something only a fucking nerd does. And he goes around protecting animals from delinquents using his really cool shinobi powers that his grandpa showed. Him. One day, however, a crow informs him that there is an injured cat in the forest. 
So Jiro finds it and treats its wounds, only to discover that the cat is actually a powerful demon called a Mononoke, because I guess that's just the word that we're using now instead of yokai. I will say there's at least precedent, like Princess Mononoke or uh, Mononoke, so at least it it's like technically different, but it's one of those things where if you probably translated it for an American audience, you would probably not use a term besides yokai. It's just so weird that we we just did Doron Dororon, which came yeah. out years after this, and is like a very similar plot. But anyway, the cat's name is Ragao, and he's a legendary Mononoke warrior that was currently too injured to fight at full power, which is a problem because a big tough bad guy attacks and then turns into a demon. He stabs Jiro through the heart, provoking Rago to sacrifice himself and fuse with him in the same way that a certain chainsaw dog may do in just a few years. Jiro stands up and punches the shit out of the demon, but is stopped when the fucking government shows up. A sci-fi military ninja unit called the Public Bureau of Espionage appears, and a hot shinobi chick named Ichika knocks Jiro out, ending the first chapter. Oh my god, yeah. And that, that chainsaw dog's name, by the way, that Jordan was talking about, Albert Einstein. That is, that is true, actually. Yes, yes, yes. So, though, <laughs> so what did you think of the this? I liked it. I, I did. In, I really enjoyed yeah. this first chapter. I thought the art kicked ass. Oh, yeah. It's weird because if you like to describe this series to someone, it would sound like it's terrible. But it's like somehow the pieces all work to making like a very like well done first chapter. Yeah. Be- no, I totally agree. There are there are moments where I was just like, you know, this moment is like peak manga. You got you got yeah. like the kid fighting off against like a fucking delinquent dude. He does the whole this kid isn't human thing, uh, but it works. You know, it isn't it <laughs> yeah. isn't stupid like i feel like the manga is just fully aware of what it is oh yeah it just knows it's a really fucking kind of like i I, it's not like stupid stupid like i'm trying to think of like a movie that i can compare like the intelligence of it it's tropey but it's like it's aware of the tropiness so it knows how to use the tropes so it doesn't really feel tropey until you think about it i i I don't know why but like crank comes to mind but crank is a lot campier and i just want to talk about crank has probably one of the greatest action movie moments of all time that's not a moment like or the greatest start to a fight scene of all time are you talking about when he has sex to keep himself from having a heart attack i'm talking about the scene where they're taking his body parts and they start talking about how they're going to take his penis off and he just wakes up and says oh (laughs) fuck that and he starts killing everyone in the surgical room. Shit, we I have never seen Crank. We have to we should do Crank. Oh, we should do crank. dude, yeah, yeah. It's on my list. I was thinking Crank versus John Wick for a movie night fight. Yeah, I, I do know that in Crank 2, the singer from Tool ends is in the movie. That's yeah, what I remember. But it's really dumb. But yeah, I haven't watched Crank in a long time. I'll most certainly watch that again. Everybody says Crank is really dumb, but a lot of fun, and it, yeah. so I'm excited to watch it. That's I'm actually surprised you haven't seen Crank, because that was like a Jordan movie. Anyway. What else did you think about this manga that is not Crank? So, speaking of cranking, uh, this manga really, really sexualizes the one female character. Oh, doesn't it? This is Phantom Seer level blatantly, let's have ass shots oh, for no it's reason. Not, it's not just an ass shot. It's the kind of ass shot where you see the vagina under the ass. Like, it's, uh, mm. like... 
you, you know what I mean. Like they got like that little yeah, yeah. the vagina bones. The vagina bones. You see them very clearly. <laughs> this is such a stupid meme. I, <laughs> I don't even know what meme you're talking about. Oh, there's yeah. If you look up, just Google vagina bones meme. I so the world ends with you. They're talking about how it's like part of your hip bones, but people were on 4chan like didn't really know what to call them. <laughs> so because they're people from 4chan, so they refer to them as vagina bones. Well, there's the vagina bones, and then there's the triangle dick muscle. I know that. <laughs> That sounds like a band you listen to. But yeah, so that is 100% the truth. She's wearing the style of of military uniform that apparently exists in Japan where it just like frames the boobs super well. Yeah, I know, you what, know you mean. what I mean. Yeah, it's in like a lot of anime and it's one of those things where I'm like, why aren't you armoring that section? Um, I, I guess they, I guess that girls already have armor there. Yeah. So I'm going to talk more about Black Torch. I like the cat. I think that the author understands cats. Oh, yeah. But the scene where the cat is talking shit about him because he doesn't know he can talk to animals. That's something a cat does. As someone who can talk to animals, I've had that happen. Yeah, yeah. David David Thornberry is what they call you. Oh, our cover is definitely going to be a Wild Thornberry's parody. Yeah, absolutely. Did you know that dad was played by a uh, fuck? Yeah, Tim Curry. I was just so crazy. How could, how did you not immediately recognize Tim Curry? Because I was eight years old and I didn't know who Tim Curry was. Well, yeah, when you were eight years old, sure. But like, actually, you know what? That's no excuse. You should still know who Tim Curry was at eight years old. You're right. I wasn't nine until I saw the Rocky Horror Picture Show. But yeah, no, I, I really liked the part where Jiro's tried to feed the cat and the cat is like, what are you going to do? You gotta come in here and grab me. And then Jiro's response is to just ignore the cat. And then the cat yep. just comes out anyway. And it's like, yeah, that's what a cat does. A hundred percent. Yeah. And it's just like how Puchita, despite being a chainsaw demon, uh, still acts like a dog. Spoilers for the end of Chainsaw Man, where he says one of his dreams is to be able to hug everyone. And I'm like, yeah, that's definitely what a dog would say is their dream. I want to hug Puchita. Well, that's why Puchita is uh, in your lap. And I have Gomez in the chibi art. That is true. Oh, and I guess we're just talking about Chainsaw Man anymore, even though this is not a shitty manga. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Like, uh, all right. All right. Let's, uh, let's circle let's back. Circle yeah, back. Let's circle back. So the reason why we're, there are a lot of similarities between this and Chainsaw Man, as as like clearly because we're talking about it, it's kind of unavoidable. But this came out before Chainsaw Man. It's like Godspeed with the Promised Neverland, where it sounds like a Promised Neverland ripoff, and then it came out beforehand. Except uh, Godspeed was fucking shit, and this is not. So yeah, far, well, so far. Yeah, I don't know. I, Maybe in like 10 chapters, it just completely tanks. Maybe in the second chapter, it's just trash. It did get canceled for a reason. Maybe maybe it wasn't a reason. Maybe it was one of those uh, gems, those hidden gems. I don't know. Who the fuck knows? That's true. It could be another Mora King. Or it could be a robot laser beam situation where it just shits the bed uh, half, exactly halfway through the series. Oh, that's right. They also said so this is in our series that uses gorilla as an insult. And it's just like it's weird how like consistent that is. Right. I noticed that, too. I think that like uh, Japanese culture deals much more with anthropomorphized animals than other than like Western cultures. I don't think that's a shocking thing to say. I don't think that's like, whoa, Jordan, you just totally discovered something about Japanese culture or something. No, I mean. Oh, yeah. I'm just imagining, though, when they first discovered gorillas and, like, they brought them to Japan, like, some guy who was, like, the president of the Japanese Roast Association was like, I gotta get everyone on the phone about this. Yeah, no, that's a good point, because <laughs> there are monkeys in Japan, 
and uh, there are monkeys in China, and Japan would obviously have a lot of uh, interaction with China and stuff. But like gorillas, where like are aren't gorillas like primarily in Africa? That's like a much further way yeah. to go. I don't know if any great apes don't live in Africa. To be honest, besides humans, well, no, because. There are definitely monkeys in Japan, but oh, you mean like great, like great apes? Yeah, so, like, I'm talking about chimpanzees, bonobos, gorillas, orangutans are the great apes. Man, orangutans are pretty great. You know, like that, like Lanky Kong. Mm, yeah, yeah. You know, or, uh, or Dunstan checks in. Remember, remember that? Sure. Looking at it, yeah, great apes can only, besides humans, obviously, can only be found in Africa. So it's it's interesting that that seems to be such a consistent thing in manga you know yeah but then again i guess i guess american culture makes a lot of references to elephants and shit and i mean we don't have elephants here all right but anyway so this is this is a really spaghetti episode despite this us is actually a spaghetti like, episode yeah i don't i don't know i guess it's just like it's just hard to talk about because it's like on paper like you're like this is bad but after you read it you're like that was actually like i really wanted to read the second chapter spoiler alert after I read the first one, but I had to wait until we recorded. It's almost like in it's that space where it's like too good to talk about, but not like mind blowing enough to talk about. This is like the worst riff tracks was the Dark Knight riff tracks where the movie was so consistent. They just didn't have anything to make fun Because I mean, of. the other thing is it is tropey. Like it doesn't really do stuff that we haven't seen done before. Yeah. The, the big thing is just like that it's done well. So there's not like too much to say yeah. about it. <laughs> I guess I guess beyond just, hey, you should read the first chapter of Black Torch. It's it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Especially so the- because like the plot lines are very closely, not just with the series that we talk about all the fucking time, but also the series that we just covered, Doro Dororan. Like, it's very, very close to that chapter. And Aishiman. And Aishiman, yeah. It's just, yeah, it's just a whole bundle of tropes, but... But the author knows what he's doing and the art looks great. I guess maybe that's why. It's because the things that I most want to talk about are the art. And this is not a visual... The podcast is not a visual medium. It's hard to do that. Like, the cat looks great. Yeah, all the art is good. The art is really good. Like, those are some of the most expressive eyes I've ever seen drawn on a cat. And the eyes have, like, this cool pattern that matches, like, the sun yeah, tattoo he has. The sun tattoo is very cool. This is just a good chapter. Uh, hey, David, what do you think is going to happen next? So, my three guesses are, I think Drew is going to have a solid drip game. Because one thing I also know is I really enjoy when series have it where the protagonists just kind of wear, like, normal clothing, but, like, graphic tees and stuff. Like, Chainsaw Man's really good where Power was always wearing, like, just weird yeah. shirts. It wasn't like she wore weird clothing. It was just shirts with interesting, like, designs and slogans on them. I mean, Bleach is the classic example. Oh, yeah. Bleach is a drip. So, I think he's going to have a solid drip game. I think the next one is a grandpa is never going to show up again. We're going to get blue balled again. Like Nehru, where there was a really cool grandpa yeah. that doesn't matter. And then I think the third one is the main character is going to talk about trying to make like blah, 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 make a world where humans and Mo- uh, Monoke Mono- can no- live <laughs> together. Yes, where humans and Mononoke yes, can live go. together. And then uh, So my you? guesses are the hot shinobi chick is Sundari as fuck. Uh, the Mononoke need Jiro slash Rego to awaken their boss because they like spaghetti and ragu is tasty. And my last guess is that Jiro sacrifices himself at the end. That was on mine too, and I was going to cut it, but I thought it would just be fine to talk about the yeah. trip game joke. No, I, I agree. And like, 
Uh, you know, it's always tricky when you guess about sacrificing, but the fact that you were going to guess it too, that makes me feel pretty yeah. good about and that And you guess. know what else I feel pretty good about guessing is that I think you would read another 10 chapters of this. Well, hold on, David. I think that's a little ridiculous because I would read another 20 chapters, which is ironic because it only went to 19 chapters, so it's a damn shame. <laughs> uh, but I think yeah. you would read another 10 chapters as well, David. Oh, Hell you yeah. fucking know it. You know, it's funny. I said... I made the joke about 20, but these are double chapters, so it is like I'm reading 20 chapters after another 10 chapters. Oh, man. Oh, maybe that'll be my sixth summary is saying these chapters are almost as thick as whatever the name of the, the fucking female shinobi lady. As, as thick as Ichika's ass. Yeah. There yes, we go. there you go. That might be my <laughs> six-word summary. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, that's five words, okay. but you just add it's it's as thick as Ichigo's ass. There you go. Anyway. No, I just clap after because those cheeks be clapping. Damn. Mm. All right. So speaking of six-word summaries, Jordan, what's your power word? My power word is hot because it's Black Torch and like torches are hot and also mm, that ass. Okay. What about you, David? So mine was, I was going to say ass if the series was bad, and that would have been a really clever six. That really would have been a really good power word, but alas. I feel like this series has taken away both our abilities to be clever about it by just being good. Yeah. Um, and so I'm going to say surprise because it's all about ninjas. He has like a surprise cicada attack where he throws his coat as a distraction. I love that. that was so stupid. I, I actually, I forgot to say that. But I really like how it didn't work in the second fight when he tried. He's like, what are you doing? That's my cicada shell technique. I love that. I thought that was great. And I was also just surprised this is actually enjoyable to read. Yeah. And then Jordan, you ready to go to the Q&A? As ready as I will ever be, David. Let's go. All right. So let's start off with... Keeper of the Shonen Flop trope list, Adam, which protagonist would you want to either be a co-host or guest host on a podcast with you? This is a tough one. I'm actually going to say Hachimaru from Samurai 8. I think I think he'd be pretty really? good on a podcast. He's a huge nerd. I think he has a lot of thoughts about dorky shit that I also have thoughts about. I think it would about. be fun to you? record a podcast with BT because he would oh, just yeah. he, he would do like a bunch of really cool like mentalist shit. Like I wouldn't like make him like a like a host, but I would definitely invite him on. Yeah, my my other option was Mora King. Oh, Mora King wouldn't know how to work the microphone. Well, yeah, but like uh, his friends would show him, and then he would just say crazy shit. <gasps> oh. Or the, the protagonist of Matama Security. That was my other one. Yeah, yeah. He would be great. He, he, he would, would he'd be. Prob he'd probably be the best podcaster or Shonen Jump protagonist. I, I would want him to be on a basketball podcast. <laughs> oh, man. Maybe he'll be our guest on the Basketball Grandma Patreon episode. Can I just say, you are now a good basketball man might still be like the funniest panel I've ever read in Shonen Jump. Okay. I need to give him a cameo if I get picked up for another two chapters of Basketball Grandma. Oh, for those who don't know, by the way, I wrote a pilot to a manga called I Can't Find Love Because My Grandma Is a Two-Meter-Tall Former WNBA <laughs> Player or whatever it translates to. So <laughs> we uh, were waiting to see how we turn out. We already won a Creative Idea Award from the competition. As you should have, yeah. Yes, as, if it, that didn't win, I would be very upset. So we'll see, but it's a lot of fun, and I'll include a link to it in the description. And so checking it out, the link and sharing with your friends helps us a lot. And then once the competition's over, or if you send us an email or DM me or whatever, I can send you the English translation. We just can't post the English yet until the contest ends, unfortunately. And then the second question comes from Hassan, and I hope, Hassan, you have a speedy recovery. I know you've been a bit under the weather. What is your favorite and least favorite trope in Shonen? And I want to highlight he spelled favorite with a U because 
because he is British, and I just wanted to acknowledge that. Yeah, because the British cannot spell the word favorite, but I understand that that's not an issue with him. That's an issue with his disgusting country. Yes. But, you know, uh, as for my favorite and least favorite trope, ooh, that's tough. I mean, my least favorite is an exam arc. Yeah. Exam arcs are just lazy writing so can tournament arcs depending on it the thing is like tournament arcs are so classic when i see a tournament arc it's like oh hey it's a tournament arc i haven't seen one of those in a little bit because i feel like it's just like everybody has kind of gotten sick of them but i think people are only now starting to get sick of exam arcs i was gonna say i also really hate the evil parent trope which evil parent trope you know like oh your dad's like the bad guy or like they had abusive parents or whatever it just makes it that the protagonist didn't have like a normal upbringing hmm. like attack and titan yeah where it's just like this kid grew up in shit and now he's a badass because of it yeah, it's, usually when you have a shitty dad, you don't turn out to be like um, super uh, well put together. No. And then what tropes do you like, speaking of well put together? Ooh, ooh, um, ooh, this is tough because like usually when you talk about tropes, you talk about things you don't like. But I would say I like the weird little funny animal mascots. You know, I've been playing Persona 5. I really like Morgana and I really like uh, Rago and I really oh, like yes. Puchita. So maybe I just like animals. I really like the like everyone's like power combined defeating the bad guy moment like the end of like Gurren Lagann yeah. where they like take everyone's power and he gets like a new super form and that's how he beats the bad guy while playing the the theme anime song. theme oh, yeah, song yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yes 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 absolutely course. or the ending of uh di of like Digimon Frontier which is everybody's yes. favorite season where uh they all fuse into in Sasanomon is I it Sasanomon like yeah that sounds right oh do you remember how I had like an idea for a Digimon and I even came up with like my own Digimon power system no what was it again because I might remember after you explain um, it um so it was okay. So I remember it. Shit, dude, this is I was in college. So oh, the idea was the, it was about these were the dark ages when we didn't talk that much. Yeah. So it's just like it was like a Digimon world set out of three kingdoms, and it was like one was based on animals, one was like based on technology Digimon, and then I forget what the third one was. But I just remember the main hero's Digimon was called Arkmon, and each evolution had like stepped up. So it was like City Arkmon, and then like World Arkmon. At the very end, the the main bad guys were actually like alien Digimon, where it was like data that came from space and they were called the organization was called galaxy fantastic and so what happened was so he couldn't did you follow normally how you just made it english when you didn't have to <laughs> yeah it sounds like a great <laughs> evil organization name but yeah so and his ability was when he digivolved normal digimon what they do is they take their code and they replace it with a higher level code but he actually could retain properties of his earlier forms so um it was called transcendent digivolution so essentially he had the powers of a champion even in his ultimate form and then the idea was, though, that he ultimately fused with the entire digital world to create. It was like Universe Arkmon Forever Mode was, his, was the name of his final form. <laughs> That's awesome. Right. <laughs> I also remember we, you you had that idea for like, yo, what if like planets were Pokemon? Oh, yeah. We made that Pokemon game. <laughs> and the, well, the twist. There were two twists. One was the Earth was a Pokemon. And the second was <laughs> humans are Pokemon. <laughs> Which just makes sense. Yeah. Right? God. Like, what, what makes it so that a Pokemon can get trapped in a Pokeball, but a human doesn't? I don't fucking get it. They never explain it. I need to know. There are normal animals in Pokemon. Yeah, there are normal. Like, why can't I catch a dog, but I can catch a Growlithe? I don't know. I really need to know this. 
<laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, we'll we'll have to have where we just talk. Thank you, Hassan. Yeah, thank you, Hassan. Man, oh, that was a really cool Digimon idea. We'll have to work on it one day. Uh, next one comes from OZ Rat, who asks, "Which flop manga protagonist would you challenge to a duel, and how? You wouldn't have powers in this scenario. So, Jordan, come as you are. What would you do? Oh, I'd beat up the dude from Neolation. <laughs> the fuck's he gonna do? He's a fucking nerd." <laughs> He's going to hack her, man. I'll just knock his laptop out of his hands. Actually, I think BT is the easiest protagonist you can just beat up in a straight fight. Oh, because he's a child. <laughs> he's literally like 10 years old. He's a child. Yeah, I have like 140 pounds on BT. I think I'll take him on. Yeah, yeah. Or or uh, the the kid from, uh, from uh, Tokyo Shinobi Squad. Except no, no, because he's Tokyo Shinobi Squad. He has superpowers. Yeah, super, well, his superpower is memorizing All right. things. Anyway, on to the next one. ZZ Digital asks, what is your favorite Pokemon? Ooh, now this is like, this is like asking me, hey, hey, Jordan, what's your favorite child? Um, because all Pokemon are my children. It's t- Isn't it Tiffany? Fuck Tiffany. Anyway, you know what? My favorite Pokemon is actually uh, Tyranitar. That's a, that's a very safe choice. Oh, fuck it. God, I knew it was going to be a safe choice when I picked it. God. Dude, you picked a pseudo-legendary, duh. Ugh. I ha- uh, you know what? A little while ago, I did I did shoot, have like a favorite Pokemon in mind, but I just can't fucking remember. God damn it. It's okay. David, what is your favorite Pokemon? And maybe it will jog my memory. My favorite is Scizor. Seas- really? Yeah, the Cypher Evolution. He's badass. I was super excited when he became competitively viable in Gen 4. I like uh, Scyther more. Nah. Uh, but yeah, what is what would you say is the best kind of dessert on a rainy summer day? Which was a question by my friend T. Wolfwood. So hello, that I will eat desserts at any time. But I will say that I actually have a rule where I always like to eat pizza when it's raining. Really? And Rachel is very well aware of this. We're like, if we're out together and it's raining, she's like, oh, let's go get pizza. Yeah, I don't know. So here's the thing. I think pizza tastes better when it's rainy because actually the delivery person, it gets like humidified. So it actually kind of steam heats the pizza while it's being delivered. So it's actually a little bit better than normal. That's a wild theory. I don't know, but I just I I have a just a habit where I will always eat pizza when it's raining. I got to get let's get Mythbusters on it. I mean, hey, go for it or order some delivery pizza next time. It's like pouring out and see if it's better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, As for me, I guess the best kind of dessert on a rainy summer day. It's hard to think about because it's winter. But I'm in Philly. I got to go with uh, water ice. Mango water ice. I, I didn't know people didn't know what water ice was. Me like, neither. I talked to if it. Rachel was like, what is water ice? I remember when I was a kid and I went to fucking uh, Washington, D.C. and was talking to like my sister's friend there. I, I mentioned water ice and I called it water ice because I, you know, Philly, whatever. Uh, and she was like, what the fuck's that? <laughs> And I I was just so shocked she didn't know what I was talking about. Right? Because it's such a fundamental aspect of Philly culture, I guess. For those who don't know, it's just Italian ice. Yeah, it's kind of like, imagine sorbet, but more icy. You've probably had it before. You just called it something else. Something else, yeah. Lastly, though, (laughs) we have Weeaboobs Ash. And shout out Weeaboobs Ash for getting rid of that extra space in your name. It was bothering me for a while, and I kind of wanted to talk to you about that. Weeaboobs Sash, you mean? No, it was Weeaboobs, and then you had two spaces instead of one before the word Ash. And it was just, it really was bothering (laughs) me. So, yeah, if 
someone took one page out of every flop manga you read and showed you, could you guess the manga just from a single page? And I will assume he's not trying to like do a bamboozle page where like it's just ambiguous and like it doesn't really show anything. Most of them I probably could. Yeah, I wanted to, I was looking this up and I kind of want us to do like, it would be fun to do, see if we actually can name every manga we've read so far and then find out which ones we have the biggest struggle with. You know, doing like one of those like quizzes things where you have to fill it out. So yeah. the problem is I can't make it because that's going to make me remember. So if anyone listening wants to volunteer to build that, maybe I'll ask Tucker to do it. I think it's more of a challenge. And like if instead of a page, it was a panel. If someone took one panel out of every flop manga, because if you have a page and you see the main character, it's like, well, I know what the main character of Tokyo Shinobi Squad looks like. Yeah, I know what the main character of Hell Warden Higuma looks like. But like I will say probably Red Hood would be the easiest one to identify. Uh, yeah, but that's exactly. a really cool question. So if someone wants to give it, we'll make a yeah. piece of content where we will try and see if we can figure it out. We'll make, we'll even figure out how to do a screen recording. A singular unit of content. Yes. Um, but yeah, so thank you all for your wonderful questions. We really appreciate it. As always, if you want to send us a question, can do so in the Shonen Flop Discord where we have a question answer. And we always try to prioritize giving priority to people that have never asked a question before, our lovely King of the Forest and above patrons, and then people that just haven't had their question answered in the last you know four or five episodes. Speaking of thank yous, Jordan, thank you so much for editing the Chibi episode every other week. Really couldn't uh, make such an awesome show without you. You are so welcome, David. I also want to give props to Shannon for the awesome cover art. You can find her online at Illuminati. And thank you for Tucker for assistance with pronunciation, translation, other miscellaneous research. You know what I just realized, David? What? Shannon Flop. What? Uh, Shannon Flop. Whatever. (laughs) Move on. Thanks to Luke for being our community producer. We have a super awesome comic book club that's coming up. This month, we will be reading Weeaboo, which was actually our guest on our Red Hood episode. Speaking of that, where we're going to have Alyssa back. And so it's going to be a really cool one where the actual author of the comic is actually going to be there while we talk about it. So that will be the first Wednesday of February. Super excited. We have like 10 plus people coming. So looking forward to that. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be a blast. I also want to give thanks to T-Root, Ozzy Rat, and T-Wolfwood, who is, again, still listening, for their awesome transcript, for being our awesome transcription volunteers. We're still working hard on getting that new site out, but we wouldn't be able to have transcripts without them, so we're really excited to be able to make these episodes more accessible for people. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, you guys. It means a lot to us. And then... I also want to say you can find us on Twitter at Shonen Flopcast and our website ShonenFlop.com. We're on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, or wherever else you get your podcast. And I want to highlight those Spotify now has podcast reviews. If you've been listening to us, we'd really appreciate getting some reviews. It helps us a lot with being better featured on the search results and also just makes us look a little bit more authentic when people are looking for new podcasts, you know, and that always helps us out. And though, be sure to join the Shonen Flop Discord. As we talked about, we've got regular movie nights. We're going to be seeing The Thing with the Anime Out of Context crew. And then Book Club is awesome. Super fun Discord. We have like 300 people in it active every day. I still remember when people were like, is it always this active? And I was like, it's apparently, yeah, it is. Um, Hell yeah. <laughs> and uh, if you've been enjoying the podcast and want to help us keep going, consider subscribing to our Patreon. We have a ton of awesome perks ranging from exclusive mini episodes, deleted scenes, and you can even help us pick what series we're going to cover next. Find us at patreon.com slash flop. And then Jordan, though, can you read off our super terrific patrons? I would like to give some thanks to our lovely patrons. Uh, first, we gotta thank our, our friends in the Chainsaw Man tier. We got Pterodactyl Ghost, and thank you Trafalgar Wolfwood who's here right now. Next, we got the Kings of the Forest. We got Albie, thank you. Gabe Landau, thank you. Manji Knights, thank you. Mark. 
thank you. Matthew Sivilich, thank you. Mavery, thank you. Overrated Apples, thank you. Scarlet Myrmidon, thanks. Sean McDreamy, thanks. The BB King, BB The, thanks, my liege. And that's all of our lovely Kings of the Forest. Thanks so much to all of our patrons. And then uh, if you're not ready, though, for our regular commitment, oh, sorry. Yes. Also for me, thank you so much. I won't read the names again, so this episode doesn't go on for 45 <laughs> minutes. But I also want to say, though, if you're not ready for a regular commitment, also consider buying some merch. We've got some awesome designs like the much requested Gomez Moon and Mashal Punching Harry Potter shirts. And a portion of the proceeds go back to the original artist to boot. That's right. And I guess that's everything. So uh, without much further ado, David, fucking say it. Keep on flopping, floppers. Bye!